This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. So 59 of Realty Talk with Jordan and Galen. Uh, whoops, we're dry. Whoa, whoa, tone it back. Okay, here we are. Um, Jordy's back again um, in second week in a row. And I think we're going to do some more Q&A for now. Um, I think Q&A is good. Usually when Ellie's here, we have a topic. But Jordy, you've seen quite a bit of real estate. So I, don't, I think you're actually farther ahead real estate-wise than some agents are. Which is, which is which is good. So if you ever have a second career there, Jordy, or you can go into it. But uh, so we're gonna do another episode of Q and A. Today is also vlog day, so Jordy's been following me around. Um, uh, we were up in Ellenberg Center today, and uh, that's a, quite a hike up there, but nice area. And we're back back in the studio, office, whatever you want to call it, um, for episode fifty nine. So Jordy, um, say hi to everybody. <laughs> Tell them how you're doing. Doing good. Um. Yeah, I haven't gotten a lot of sun this week, unfortunately, but hoping maybe tomorrow. That's good. We'll give, give everybody Jordy's tanning update. Yep. Um, you get you get awfully tanned in the summer. I do. And you hold your color well, right? Mm-hmm. I just burn. So you you and your cousin have, have that in common. I, I burn pretty quick. So, um, all right, Jordy, let's go right into it. Give us the questions. So these are questions that... Um, from an article that I found that you should ask your realtor. So Galen's going to answer them and then rate whether he thinks you should or shouldn't ask your realtor. And I have not seen these yet. No. I told you I didn't want to see them because I didn't want to get nervous to answer them, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your first question? Uh, the first question is, can you pass along a list of referrals? What do you mean? Can I, can I uh, pass along? Yeah. And by that, they mean like... Um, like third-party people? Yeah, like lawyers. Yeah. yeah stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so um, that's one of the cool things about our business is we're really connected to a lot of different people. So inspectors, um, attorneys, um, not so much appraisers because that's done by an appraisal management company, but um, inspectors and appraisers and lenders are a big one. Um, and then also any of your smaller like contractors and painters and landscaping, the people like that that do stuff maybe to prep work or... Um, you know, get the house into like maybe you have to redo a room or remodel a room or touch up on stuff from home inspection. Things like that is we uh, – I'm constantly trying to evolve my, I guess, book of affiliates or book of realtor – or third-party uh, uh, realtor side business or, or uh, I guess – what would that be called? Subsidiary companies? Yeah. Basically, these companies that just help us. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts in real estate and we're kind of the – the engine I think that keeps everybody keeps the glue together. Um, so yes, we do give referrals. Um, you know, and obviously at the end of the day, I'm always, I'm always building relationships, um, with lenders and attorneys, um, and with, you know, other, like I said, um, landscapers and painters and, and, and different kind of industries, because I want to make sure that when I'm talking with my client, one, I want to make sure they have a professional in that field that's helping them. And two, that's going to make everybody's life easier. Like if I, if I can lean on them and I know, hey, I can refer this person and they're going to get the job done, that takes a lot off my plate, um, a lot of pressure off my plate or a lot of missed opportunities or problems going forward. So I, I yeah, relationships and, and referrals are huge for me because I only refer people that I think are going to do a good job mm-hmm. um, or I've used personally and I think do a great job. So yes, I'm always adding to that list and refining it. Some people get... Some people have been on that list for almost a decade. Some people 
you know, go come and go off that list depending if, you know, better options come up. And do you think that's an important question for buyers and uh, sellers to ask? I don't think necessarily do you give referrals. I think the question I would ask is, do you, like, specifically, do you have an attorney that you recommend? Do you have an inspector? Do you have a bank or a lender that you recommend? Like, those are all, uh, those questions, yes, because, and people might, like, I always ask people, do you have an attorney you want to use? Um, or, or have you talked to a bank yet? And then either say yes or no, or they say I want to use this person or not. Or sometimes they say no, what's your recommendation? So um, a lot of the times too, if, if I think their choice is maybe not in their, not their best choice, I, I will give them other options say you should, you know, here's some other people you may want to look at, um, you know, if that doesn't go through or uh, yeah, because at the end of the day, we want to make, it's a small bit, it's a small market. Um, and I think a lot of people, they really, you know, there's only there's a lot of good people, but then there's also you know people that aren't great, and you want to make sure they're not involved, and you want to try to make sure that people are using the best people, and you kind of get there through reputation and through you know kind of your work. Um, same thing like real estate. Ten years ago, you weren't going to hire me to do real estate. I didn't know anything. Ten years later, I've accumulated a ton of knowledge, seen a, thousands of homes, um, been in a ton of different situations, so I've kind of refined my skills. So haven't these third-party people. Okay. And the next question that they say you should ask your realtor is if they have sold homes in this neighborhood. Sure. Yeah, you can ask, you can ask agents that. Um, we are in a market, or in, I say market, we're in an area where it's very... I feel like it's kind of hard to ask. It's tough because we're a rural market. I think that's very common if you're in a major city. Mm-hmm. Have you sold homes in this apartment complex have you sold home or a condo complex have you sold homes in this development um typically if you go to places and they have hundreds of homes in this development that's a good question um i think around here you can ask that like have you sold homes on lake country village or champlain park or um heritage heights or the like that are kind of like subdivisions or have you sold any homes in the peru area or in the morrisonville area um you can ask that I, i don't I think it's beneficial because someone might have background knowledge in it, but I don't think that that's a, something that would like, I'm in a position I could use that, you know, meaning like over time I've sold homes in pretty much every area in the, mm-hmm. in the County. So like yeah. I could say, yeah, I've sold actually multiple homes in that area, but I don't, does that make me better or worse than somebody that maybe hasn't sold a home in that area? Um, I don't know if it would. And again, I would have the upper hand in that situation because I could say, yeah, like I have sold homes there. I, I know mm-hmm. more than the person that hasn't, but I don't think it matters as much in our industry, in our, sorry, industry, in our market space because of how rural we are. Yeah. Um, like if I haven't sold a home in Champlain ever, does that mean I'm bad at selling homes in Champlain? No, because we're Champlain to Peru to Pla- I mean, there's some differences, West Shazy, mm-hmm. there's differences um, and I think it's it's good to know trend and the price point of each because they all kind of fluctuate. But I don't think it really matters if you've actually sold a home in that, that location. I think just knowing the market and knowing where homes go price-wise I think is enough personally. I think – I mean you can – yes, all things being equal. If someone's done business in that market, you might trust them more. Um, and again, that's something that I could lean into more. I just I never really say that to people because I don't think that that's – a major like Cliff Haven. If I had sold a cliff home in Cliff Haven, yes, I have. But does that make me better than someone that hasn't sold a home in Cliff Haven? No. Like I just, mm-hmm. I think they could do just as good of a job if they know real estate. Not necessarily like they got to be a good agent. Yeah. But I don't think 
have if they've never sold a home there doesn't mean they're bad and they can't sell a home right so makes sense yeah crop it up um i can no, you're fine. You need to, you, we just roll, Jordy. We just roll. Jordy's just making some adjustments here off camera. Um, yeah, to get back into that, I mean, I think um, we'll go over a couple more questions. But yeah, talking to, in, like interviewing agents, I think it's good to talk and, and try to interview people. I know a lot of people use who their friends, you know, they have a friend in the business. That's how I got my start. I mean, friends use me and I didn't have the most knowledge, but they were friends with me and they trusted me as a person. And that's where the beginning of my um, I guess career started and then eventually as you know, you kind of kind of build a, a track record of, of You know different areas and success and people saying, you know, how good you did for them um, Then you start doing good for their their friends and family um, But when you start off a lot of it, I don't get a lot of interview questions mm -hmm. You know, I think I think it's kind of one you see that on like a, a Zillow or realtor.com page They'll post like these are the questions you need to ask your agent yeah. Very rarely do I have anybody do that. Sometimes in listings, people are a little, they ask you a little bit more questions. Mm -hmm. Very rarely on buyers do they ask you a lot. And, and maybe, to be honest, maybe they do. I just don't. I don't think it's like a full-on interview. You might be at a, you might be walking through a house and they're asking you questions. And I'm just kind of answering them on the fly because it's, I've heard all these questions before. Um, but I don't really think that people are, they don't grill you too much. It's not like a job interview. Yeah. I don't. I don't find it's like realistically that doesn't happen often to me right do you think that it's probably more popular in bigger cities yeah i think so um and, and maybe some people do i'm starting to get to the point where i'm getting more buyers that already know me which this is what i've been so okay going off script a little bit here so part of the reason for doing like social media and doing videos and doing all this stuff so people know who i am is i'm almost I'm in theory self. I'm pre-selling myself to you, meaning I want you to know me, hear me, hear my mannerisms, hear my thoughts, hear my approach to real estate, and then I want you to want to use me because of that. So I'm getting a lot of people that are coming to me because whatever they're seeing, they they're like, hey, I like the way that guy operates. That's how that's someone I want to use. I'm not for everybody. Um, there's people that will never use me, and that's totally fine. But the people that are using me or or want to use me. It's really cool because I already find that I have a better connection with that person, even though I've never, sometimes some of these people have never even met before and they reach out out of the blue mm -hmm. and then we hit it off like showing number one because they've already kind of had the same vibe and, and uh, you know, approach or, or, or I guess kind of like uh, um, characteristics that I have as a person. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I really have to like – I'm not really selling myself much in person anymore because a lot of it's done through the kind of like pre-selling myself through all the content we put out. So maybe that's kind of a shift too where I don't focus on it much. It doesn't happen much to me because my a lot of my clients come to me already I guess wanting to use me or already have in their head that I'm going to be someone that they could gel with fine. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. So the next question um, that – they advise you to ask is are you a full-time or part-time agent yeah 100 um, percent do I get asked that no do I think it's important yes um, majority of I'm gonna kind of break down and these are these are very basic I'm just kind of going off my head here we have roughly 150 agents on our board it's a very small market overall there's places that have thousands and thousands so we have 150 so it's a very small overall number um, I think that's a big number for our area, but it's, yeah, it's, uh, I, like it I guess for board wise, it's small, but whatever. It's 150 people. Um, I would say 
out of the 150 people, how many of those people are full-time that all they do is real estate? Um, I would probably say 40 of them are. I could be wrong. It could be 50, 40 to 50 that are actually agents. It's only a third. A third at best. And I, and I actually, I'm, I'm erring on the high side, meaning I think, I think 80% of, I would say probably 70% of agents are part-time agents locally. Now, out of those 30% that are full-time agents, how many of those agents are, this is their career? Not many. A lot of those, maybe I, sorry, I should say it's their second career. Oh. A lot of them have, have already had a career in something else, and this is a second career, meaning they retired from, you know, whether it was the military, whether it was from a different organization, like they have a retirement coming in. Mm-hmm. So then you really think, like how many agents day to day, there's not a lot of agents that like, Real estate, I always say, it's a very hard industry to break into. There's not a lot of agents out there that do this full-time as a career. Um, I do. I mean, I, don't, I literally don't do anything else. All I do is real estate. And there's other agents locally that all they do is real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a few that all they do is real estate now, but they're in their second careers. And, and again, good agents, but they're in their second half of it. So then they're, they're full-time now. So it's different. Like you have your full-time, like they're actually in a, at a career. You have your full-time as a second career person mm-hmm. that still get after it, like still put the time in and do well. Majority of people, are, I would say 70%. Is that about, that's probably about right, 150 times seven. Well, if we divide it by four, you're talking probably 35 to 40 people. Yeah, so I'd say 30% probably are on closer to the full-time agent. Sorry, back to your question. Does it matter? I think it does. A full-time agent, I put... Real estate-wise, in a week, um, I would say at least 40 to 50 hours a week real estate. Um, not counting a few other things that I do on the side for, for the business, but like actually like involved in showings and listings and looking at the MLS numbers and talking to people and answering questions. Easily 40 to 50 hours a week. Um, and then you take that where a part-time person might only be doing 5 to 10 hours a week. So in a week, I've already done more than they will in a month. So you can kind of put in perspective and not just from a, like, it allows me to see more situations, allows me to see way more homes, allows me to work with more people. Um, It's like anything else. I like golf. It would be like taking a professional golfer that hits golf balls eight hours a day Mm -hmm. and then a part-time person that goes out to the range even once a week. They can get okay, but they're not going to get that great. Right. Where you just, it's just time. So full, um, I would say full-time, being a full-time agent is beneficial if you find an agent that's full-time that's what they do they're a specialist in real estate mm-hmm. um someone else that works in a side job and then does it after the fact um it, and that's how you break into real estate you know right. that's so i don't a lot of those people are just getting their license and they have to work in their full job to make to tr- transition to real estate and there's some people that are just in their they've been doing real estate for 10 15 years always part-time they've done it on the side they've grown their business up slightly but never to the point where they're really going to break into like the higher echelon but they do a decent amount for working a normal job. So there's kind of a, a gap. But yeah, I see full-time agents see more homes, deal with more clients, deal with more situations. Usually have better connections with other affiliates too because they see them more. Like the referrals mm-hmm. and yep. stuff? Yep. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the next question is, will a seller be working directly with you or with a team? When they list, yeah. So if I'm... Uh, it, could you ask that question? Yeah, you can ask that question. Most people around here, your individual agent. So like if you go, there's not a lot of teams around here. 
there's a couple agents uh, myself have just started in the last um, little month um, since Nick came on. So she's helping me with some of the listings and some of the showing setups and feedback and, and some of the stuff that it doesn't really, you know, setting up showings and getting feedback from the agents doesn't, it's not something I need to do. Um, yes, do I listen to all the feedback and do I get the feedback and like f- factor it in and give questions and answers to or, or go over it with the client? 100%. Um, I'm the one coming up with the strategy. I'm the one going through the, you know, the, the comping out of property and figuring out all that. That's me. And then um, Nick helps me kind of on the administrative side of doing the mm-hmm. paperwork and stuff like that. And there's a couple agents that do do that. Um, so again, some of the higher producing agents do have an assistant that will help them out. Um, but at the end of the day, you're really working with the agent. The assistant, for the most part, is just doing some like administrative duties to kind of free us up from the paperwork. Right. But sometimes you might have another agent from our office go show a property if you're busy, right? Oh, yeah. For yeah, for showing property. Um, if my uh, – we talked about this earlier today. Um, should be on the new, newest vlog. If you haven't watched the vlog yet, check it out, YouTube. Um, but the uh, – the idea that yes, do I? I don't. There's times that I get very busy, and I don't want to push people out at even a day or two, especially in this market where it's like, hey, today's Tuesday. Can I see something Wednesday? And I might not be able to get you in my schedule until Friday. I don't want to push you out for two days. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to do is I'll get another agent from her office to meet you on a Wednesday, look at the property. I'll be honest, I've seen a lot of properties, so I this I might have already seen this property. And then they can just call me up and be like, did you like it? I already know the property. And then we just talk about it. Like I don't have to physically go with you to the property um, a lot of the times. And we can make things happen. Um, you know, I my knowledge base, I don't really have to be honest, have to like go with you to the, sh- the showing. Like go to the showing. Do you like it? Great. Let's talk about it. And a lot of these homes I've already been in. So um, it makes it easier. Like if you like I said, like, like if Courtney or, or Ellie or Hannah go to the showing, mm-hmm. they can show the property. And I'll just I'll reach out and just see how it went. Because again, I don't want to push anybody out a day or two and risk losing the property. I'd rather just have you go see it with another agent from our office the next day to make sure you do get to see it and do get to make an offer. And I'll call you up and do the offer part. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The next question is, can I see your real estate license? <laughs> I've never. Can you ask that? <laughs> you can. I think it's kind of a funny question. The uh, maybe in a bigger city. Um, I've never had an, I've never had a client ask me for my license. Um, I have had to produce it last year. I had to produce it to our board because a couple agents didn't think I was licensed, which was funny. Really? So, oh yeah, so that was a great time. Um, so no, I've never had a client actually ask me. I have had other agents that were Inspector Gadget and had to, or Sherlock Holmes, and had I guess didn't believe I was licensed. So I had to. I uh, I wasn't really asked to pr- produce my thing. I just got fed up and I just sent it to our office and I just said you can keep this on file and anybody can look at it. You can literally hang it up in your wall if you want that everybody can see that I'm licensed. So that was kind of a funny thing. So I have not actually had that happen to me um, by a client. You can ask somebody, I think this is more of a bigger a bigger city or maybe someone you don't really know about. If an agent is out there like promoting themselves as an agent and is not licensed, that's kind of a... That'd be awkward. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that. And I think if you start, obviously if you start actually doing real estate stuff, it's <laughs> illegal. So um, you can ask it, but I, I think just if somebody's promoting themselves as an agent, that's probably probably good enough. You can ask it. I mean, I, I'd have to dig it up. I think I actually... No, you're supposed to carry your... Uh, I do have my card that I carry in my wallet, but... 
it's not my official license. My license I have at the office, mm. like from the DOS. Mm-hmm. It's like a little license that we keep in our, in our wallet, but then we have like a formal one that's like the blue and white looking thing. That, like, looks that like one you're supposed to put on your wall probably. Yeah, so we have it here. I mean, I, I don't have it on the wall because we have our office one on the wall. I can put mine on the wall, but like it's there's not a lot of space to put it. It looks kind of goofy to have. I think it's goofy to have my license hanging on the wall. Yeah. I don't think I have to have it legally hanging on the wall. I have it like. I need to show it to you, but yeah, it's in the office Hmm. and on me at all times per New York state guidelines, (laughs) which we got to love. All right. The last question is, what are your thoughts on professionally staging a home? Um, Was this one of the questions or is this just something you made up? No, this was um, one of the questions you should ask your realtor after you hire them. After you hire or before you hire them. After. After. Okay. So the uh, so staging a home, e- the answer is: Do I believe staging helps? One hundred thousand percent. Yes, without a doubt. Um, I've had people that have asked me, "Do you do staging?" Like, like I personally don't pay for staging because our market, our price point. I'll be honest, is too low for us to spend hundreds of dollars to stage your home. Um, if the client wants to spend the money to stage the property, I think it's well worth it. It's like getting a pre inspection done. Um, I don't bundle that in as part of, of just the fee because the margins would be too low. And again, mm-hmm. we're running a small business. If all of a sudden I'm spending a third of my money, you know, that I'm getting to just stage your home, I don't think that that's beneficial in our market space. Uh, bigger cities, bigger, you know, if you're getting more commission and stuff, yes, a hundred percent. I, I think if a, I think if somebody like wants to hire someone locally to do it, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth the price. Um, I'm very at it and you've been to listing appointments with me mm-hmm. and we were at one today moving stuff around for photos. Like yeah. I, I go down to like the like smallest detail. I'm moving stuff around. Like mm-hmm. I'm pulling like a plug out of the wall. If I see it like over on the counter, I'm pulling it and putting it at, at like in another room for the photos. Like, um, a plug, I mean like a charger or something. If I see a yeah. charger like lying on the ground, I'm like, like we were moving stuff around today to reconfigure like, um, the room. I, I mean, I, I focus on staging a lot mm-hmm. and I, and Meaning, like, I don't charge anybody to stage their home. I just look at it as this is a smart thing to do to sell your property because we're trying to make your property stand out. We want your property to look, again, I use it like the analogy of going on a first date. Like, I want to make sure that, you know, if you were to, like, if you're going on a first date, it's like, okay, you get at least, like, take a shower and brush your teeth and do your hair kind of thing. Like, make yourself look presentable. If we're going into a house and I'm taking photos, some agents take horrendous photos because they literally just go in and take a photo and I'm like there's clothes on the ground there's the beds aren't made and this is what people will do to take photos they don't go over anything with clients I'm like move taking trash out move putting the Mm -hmm. toilet seat down moving the garbage over like all these little things that I don't think people think about but they're so important and how to you know how to space out where the the picture looks best to showcase the room and then from a staging perspective yeah you want to make it look presentable like just take the living room today we moved some stuff around to different corners we put push we put took some stuff out of the room for the photo we, we tried to hide some stuff we hide we yeah hid some stuff if we thought that it didn't look like it kind of looked out of place mm-hmm. um all these things to to enhance the the picture because at the end of the day it's, it's not staging a house does not like fake the house it doesn't make the house seem fake what you're doing is you're painting it in a I, I would say more of a blank canvas or something that people could visualize their stuff going in. Yeah. Couches and chairs are fine, but like I, I kind of joked, if I was to take a picture of this room, 
it would look very different. I would take a lot of the knickknacks off. I would take, I would clean this table off with no mics and stuff. It would be totally different than if I was to just live here normally. So staging is extremely important, especially photos. I'm very, I'm a big stickler on photos. I'm very big on, Hey, let's not get that. Let's not put the house on tomorrow. Let's take another week to make sure everything's clean and ready to go mm-hmm. and then put it out. There's a benefit to taking a stepping back a little bit and making sure everything is, is, is good. Um, so yeah, staging hundred. Yeah. I cannot agree more. Staging is so important. Okay. That's all the questions I had. All right. That was, that was a longer one, but that's okay. Good, good questions though. I like this short. I like the Q and a, yeah, we me might too. do more Q and a cause I just think it's, it's easier. We don't have to think of the questions and I can just answer them. Mm-hmm. And this will tie in kind of when we did the ask Galen's kind of thing and the tie into this, which might make you things more doable Yeah. for now, for now. And then obviously when Ellie's here, we'll just pick topics. So that will work too. Um, Cool. All right. That's it. Episode 59 of Realty Talk with Jordan and Galen.